This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke says the goal is a gold jacket. Is that a realistic objective for the Cowboys running back? <clears throat> Lamar Jackson's pulling out all the stops to succeed this season. Can he get back to his MVP form? We'll discuss. And Raiders owner Mark Davis enjoying a chicken wing at the Hall of Fame game. You know Just what? one, I'm sure. That's how you eat you them, right? What? You just eat one. Chicken wings. Eat one game. What's wrong? Bullying. Great. I what? think this is bullying. I don't think, you know, listen, the, the man wears that outfit everywhere he goes, and who doesn't like chicken wings? Yeah. I, I You know what? Take this out of the show. Let's start over. I think we're bullying him. Okay, first Sorry, of all, Jenna, he's I just on think Luke. we are. He didn't take eight bites of wow. one wing. There was no bullying high. there. I am anti. Anti. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Start out in L.A. with the Super Bowl champion Rams. Found out yesterday, Matt Stafford's been limited in practice this week as he deals with bad tendonitis in his throwing elbow. Head coach Sean McVay, opting for my mom's mantra, better to be safe than sorry, holding Stafford out of team activities for all of training camp as a result. That can't be great. More now from the head coach, Sean McVay. I think the biggest thing is, is his feedback on how it feels, you know, because it is a, a tricky deal and you want to make sure that you're getting with the right people that are experts in this field. It's a little bit abnormal for a quarterback. You know, some of this stuff is, is things that, you know, MLB pitchers deal with. And so it is something that, you know, we're kind of learning about on the fly and, and his feedback and really trying to just figure out, okay, how do we get the best plan in place to try to minimize some of the things that he was having to push through, also giving him the confidence that, hey, I can and really just you know let it go not have to worry about it play to the best of my ability in other words if he was a baseball player we would know how to handle this nick how concerning is this for the super bowl champs well i think it's quite a bit concerning now i know my guess is brew and wilds will not be concerned until colin cowherd's men on the ground report that his arm is sore as happened with trey lance however i'm gonna go ahead and say sean mcveigh is talking about it and them holding him out of practice is enough confirmation that we need that there actually is an nfc west quarterback dealing with some slight arm issues now i'm very high on the rams not high enough to pick them to repeat as super bowl champions but I do think they should be one of the two best teams in the conference this year. However, the bleep them pick strategy does have a downside. And the downside is they have built a very top-heavy roster. Now, no team can deal with the loss of its star quarterback for a long period of time. So that is not unique to them. But when you look at how they built their team, having superstar, you, you could argue they have the best Defensive player in football, the best corner in football. Some would argue the best wide receiver in football. When you build your team like that, you are not going to have the depth in other places. The other reason this is concerning to me, Brew, is the biggest question mark on their team right now, in my opinion, is offensive line. They were, you know, Whitworth finally retired, and now they have a, call it, 
somewhat inexperienced or at least lack of accomplishments across that offensive line. So all of these are minor concerns that build up to a potential major concern because I know John Wolford got some playoff reps not that long ago, but he is not a guy you want to be going into the season with. And so, yeah, I mean, this is this isn't disastrous news, but it's obviously concerning news for the defending Super Bowl champs. All right, first let me say this. Colin Cowherd is absolutely plugged in. All right, we'll get to his insider information later on when we talk about Trey Lance and the Niners. But I'm going to say on a scale of 1 to 10, Nick, I'll go with the 3 on Stafford. So I'm not predicting doom, but I don't think it's the mere arm fatigue that we've heard bandied about this preseason. Um, Here's the timeline with this. He had some pain in his elbow last year, so it's encouraging that he played through it and he played well through it. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, And then he had the anti-inflammatory injection in the offseason that they thought would, you know, alleviate the pain. He didn't throw in OTAs or mini camp, and he goes to training camp full bore. Initially, he's full bore. He's doing everything. And then a few days ago, the elbow starts to bother him Probably was a surprise to the Rams. They may not admit it, but probably was a surprise. And now he's not going to throw in team drills the rest of training camp. So it's something to worry about. This is a team that obviously they want him to develop some chemistry and timing with their free agent wide receiver, Allen Robinson, who they just got. So I do think that it's something to be a bit concerned about. Don't overreact. But anytime I hear a quarterback compared his situation compared to a pitcher in Major League Baseball, when I look how often pitchers get hurt in MLB, that ain't good. I don't like that. So I'm not going to, again, predict doom, but I do think this is something to keep under the radar or on the radar Wilds. I'm going three on a scale of one to ten. Three. Okay, so I've had some time to digest this news, and I actually got it a little bit early. And it's not because I'm necessarily a plugged-in NFL insider, but I am a huge John Wolford fan. And when the wolf howl came up from California, my ears perked up. I'm like, I think Wolford's going to get some snaps here. And next thing you know, he was. So I've had time, extra time to digest this information. But here's the thing. Broussard, about the... uh, about the MLB injury. We just saw this last year. It was a big story, and then it went away. It was Dak Prescott dealt with a similar injury, I think, because it was called a pitcher's injury. It was Jay Glazer reporting it. on. uh, And here's the headline from Sports Illustrated. The Rangers, remember the Texas Rangers came in, helping Cowboys QB Dak with injury. What matters is the course of repair to the strain, which is where the baseball injury comes into play. He worked on it. He got through it. Then next thing you know, week one against the Bucks, he threw for 400 yards. And in the season, he ended up throwing for almost 4,500 yards. So I'm not that worried about the baseball injury. And if it is a thing, and I'm not joking here, I do think John Wolfert can kind of stop the bleeding if Stafford does need a little bit extra time. Wow. Wolf. Wolfert. 
The, so <laughs> what I would go ahead. What, what I what I would say there is, if I remember correctly, Dak though it was more of a shoulder. They were worried more of the shoulder area than the elbow tendonitis. But I but yes, it was that Glazer was saying it was a baseball issue yeah, or a, a, a injury similar to baseball. But it, yeah, that's right. It was armpit. It was under the shoulder. You're exactly right. Here would be the concern for Stafford, and then the concern for the Rams. The concern for Stafford is. In the, his last two seasons combined in Detroit, he, th- he threw about 830 passes and played in 24 games. Last year with the Rams, he threw 740 passes and played in 21 games. He The, the amount of football that they, because of the extra game, they didn't have a bye, they played in the Super Bowl, that's a ton of reps and a ton of football for a guy that is, you know, in his 30s hadn't been playing nearly as much because he'd been injured one year and because obviously the Lions weren't making the playoffs. The other concern for the Rams is this. There are tough schedules, and then there's what the Rams have. I think we can show it. They have the NFC West, which has two very legitimate teams in it. Their cross-conference is the AFC West, which is the conference I think, Brew, everyone thinks is going to be the best in football. And then you also have Buffalo, Tampa, Dallas, and Green Bay. So you're looking at, what's that, 12 of your 17 games are brutal games. 12 of your 17 games are against either the Cardinals, the Niners, the four teams in the AFC West, and the teams I just mentioned, Buffalo, Tampa, Dallas, and Green Bay. So they don't have, there's not a lot of margin for error within that division, even if there is within the conference. And one of the things that helped them last year, I believe, Brew, greatly, was they won that because of winning that division, you are positioned, you know, advantageously, obviously, come the postseason. And so you, you, I, I don't think anyone thinks right. the Rams are going to miss the playoffs or be in that position. But it's a much harder road if you're on the road, no pun intended, every game of the postseason like the Niners had to deal with when they ended up going to San Francisco or going to Los Angeles for that conference championship game. They went that far, huh? Hey. Their quarterbacks They got that Wolford. Far. Homage, Wilds. <laughs> Homage to anyone whose last name Didn't know has that. Wolf in it. Preseason football officially getting started last night. Talk some expectations for both Hall of Fame game teams. Hall of Fame game teams. Jags and Radar. Raiders. What's going on with the words and the way I'm saying? Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, tomorrow, Baseball Night in America on Fox. MVP frontrunners collide. You got Aaron Judge leading the Yankees. You got Paul Goldschmidt and the Cardinals. Or Reds and Brewers. Tune in for all the action tomorrow, 7 Eastern, only on Fox. To Canton, Ohio, we go. Good state, Ohio. Football is back. We had to wait 40 extra minutes for a weather delay, but it was all worth it for you, football. That's right, Broussard. Canton was another place you also lived. Uh, Raiders, Jaguars, both starting quarterbacks, along with most of the other regulars, sitting out of this one. But we did get to see Jarrett the Javelin, your guy, Kevin Wilds. He had a nice game for Vegas, who ended up winning. So how does Fox bet see the season playing out for these two teams? The total set at 6.5 for uh, Jacksonville, 8.5 for Josh McDaniel's Raiders team. Broussard, you're a betting man, or at least you sit next to one on TV. Which team is more likely to exceed expectations this season, Jags or Raiders? This is tough, Jenna, because I'm not very confident that either team will exceed the expectations. And I would love to say Jacksonville. Despite what Nick Wright may say or think, I like Trevor Lawrence. Nothing to do with his neck, but I like Trevor Lawrence and his ability. I think that they've done a good job in the offseason of putting things around him. Christian Kirk, uh, Zay Jones, Travis Etienne will be back. Doug Peterson, obviously there's an upgrade on the coaching staff. So they've done the right things this offseason. But despite all that, I'm going to say the Raiders. And I, I know that's shocking. Because most people, they are obviously in the toughest division in the league, the AFC West. Most people have them as the worst team in that division. We know that Kansas City and Denver with Mr. Unlimited are the class of the division. But I'm going to say this, Nick. More likely, I'm going to give the Raiders a good shot at finishing third ahead of the Chargers. All right? And the defense should be improved with Chandler Jones. I'm... I'm a, I know you like the Chargers and their Madden-like play calls on fourth down. And yeah, whatever. I All right, this is not a video game. I I like. Uh-huh. I think the Raiders got a chance. Love the receiving core. All right, Hunter Renfro, obviously, Darren Waller, and now you add Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. I think Josh McDaniels will be better his second time around as a coach. So I'm going to say – the Raiders could finish third. I'm giving them the better shot at yeah. exceeding their expectations, Nick, over mm. your Jaguars. I know you're high on them. Well, well, listen, I actually agree the Raiders could finish third, but that's not because they'd be finishing ahead of the Chargers. It's because the Broncos could very well finish last in that division. But oh, the Raiders' style. ceiling is, of course, third place in the right. division. And the Jaguars, on the other hand, are the correct answer for obvious reasons. They massively upgraded at the two most important positions in the sport. They massively upgraded at quarter at quarterback. How? 
Well, because year two star quarterbacks is when the ascension happens, and they massively upgraded at coach. Going from Urban Meyer, who is an outstanding, one of the greatest college coaches ever, and one had one of the most inglorious uh, professional tenures ever. Doug Peterson is not a perfect coach, but he knows how to get the most out of his quarterbacks, put them in the best position to succeed, and he did outfox one Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl not that long ago. Hey, Wilds, that wasn't a bubble year either, so I know you know how the calendar works on that one. It was just a few years <laughs> ago record, that Doug Peterson <laughs> outdueled Bill Belichick's amazing defense. Outdueled. I think Nick Foles hung 40 okay. points on him. Outdueled, he did. But the other reason I like the Jags' chances is you guys know I'm a big strength of schedule guy this time of year in particular, and let's show both of the schedules. Can we show the Jags first, if we may? The Jags, of course, they have two games against the Texans, yeah. but they also get Washington, the Giants, Detroit, the Jets. That's six wins. The expectations are six and a half. So in the other 11 games, could the Jags go one and 10? Sure. Two and nine, you betcha. Three and eight, now we're talking. Hold on. Wait a second there. Four and six. Wait, four wins of the other 10, of the other or four and seven, it would be. And then six. Wait, could this be a 10-win Jags team? Maybe. I, you what? know what, Wilds? No. What? I'm calling it. Why I'm calling it. About? The Jacksonville the Jaguars. The Jacksonville. You're predicting that. The, wait. I am predicting the following. The Jacksonville Jaguars finish the season above 500. That's my call. So I think the Jags and Raiders okay, might win around the same amount off. of games. So, oh, oh no, nine I said they eight, could get to 10. Wow. And then, yeah, and nine know, and eight. I, well, you want to argue, you want to parse this Wilds? No, your microphone's not, not out. Going we can hear you, you doofus. Wilds, just no, so I you know, whatever it. you think you just plugged in. No, okay, God, Wilds is a mess. Somebody go help Wilds. I'll go to you, Brew, because Wilds <laughs> had his microphone plugged in and then unplugged his earpiece because the guy's not that bright. Brew. You're a bright man. You like Trevor Lawrence. Why can't they win nine games with that schedule? Why can't they? Look, I don't see them jumping. Was it three wins last year to nine wins? And look, I like Trevor. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Loved him. Who couldn't? Who wouldn't love him in college? All right. And I know, according to you, he was outstanding in high school, and he, he certainly was. Not according but, to me. And according I'm not going to gonna blame him. I'm not going right, to, according year. to everybody, he was, he was. I'm not going to blame him for what happened last year because obviously it was uh, just a dysfunction all around. So it's not his fault. But, Nick, you got to admit, 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. I didn't yeah, see the great. steady improvement during the season. It wasn't great. You know, and you'd like to see at least some steady improvement, you know, last three or four games. Oh, he, he really was delivering. He wasn't. And again, I'm not ready to jump off the Trevor bandwagon. You know, I've said I'd take him over Wilds' guy, Matt Jones. But I of don't course. see Why? yet Why would him it? jumping to nine wins. You're right. The schedule's easier. No question about it. I mean, they got a, a fairly light schedule. That division isn't nearly as tough as AFC West. But nine wins, no way. No way, Wilds. Not nine. Go ahead, Wilds. Okay. First of all, I need to apologize to the audience. 
Yeah, no, well, I did it slightly on accident, slightly out of self-preservation. When you have a take so bad, I said, you know what, I can't listen to this. <laughs> Unfortunately, the audience sometimes doesn't have the choice, and they stick with your takes just to get to mine. So I appreciate you sticking through Nick's take that the Jaguars <laughs> might are going to be uh, exceed expectations, might get 10 wins, and if he's at might get 10, he might get 11, but then we'll finish above no, 500. Nine, Meanwhile, because of the ascendance yeah. of a second-year QB. Meanwhile, all the second-year QBs are going to be great, except Mac Jones, according to Nick Wright. Trey Lance, this oh, isn't a big Patriot jump segment. for Trey Lance. Justin Fields going to have a big jump. Davis Mills going to have a big it's jump. A Watch out segment. for Zach Wilson. But when it comes to Mac Jones, he's the outlier. That being said, it's not a Patriot segment. I want to talk about. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Raiders. Here's the thing. Oh, who's the coach of the Raiders? Oh, coach of the Patriots? Looks like it is a Patriots segment. Oh, I think Derek Carr was, was slept on last year, not only for his play, but also for his leadership. Um, and we know that the Jags had uh, some uh, tough, um, tough situation the with their coaching. The Raiders were dealing with real tragedy yeah. and a coaching uh, issue. So, And Derek Carr really stepped up and led that team and played well. And when yeah. you look at how many yards he had, he was, I think he was top five in yards. He had more yards than Josh Allen. So, granted, I think Josh Allen's uh, statistics were a little skewed by the snow game, blizzard game, as were Mac Jones. But it's a lot. So, here's the other thing. Also sacked a ton. Now, Joe Burrow got sacked a ton and ended up going to the Super Bowl. But I think this is something, Nick, that uh, uh, Josh McDaniel is going to focus on. One, just sort of like getting that offensive line a little bit better. Pro Football Focus has him as ranked 29th, so not great. But I think Josh McDaniel is also going to scheme some sacks away from Derek Carr. And they got Mr. Devontae Adams, so you add the best wide receiver in the league. You got a great offensive head coach, and you got to continue to improve him from Derek Carr. I think the Raiders are going to be have a bigger uh, room for improvement than Jacksonville, even though Jacksonville ha- has only a handful of wins. All right, so here's my concern for the Raiders. What they do best is passing, and they have the worst quarterback in their own division. That's and that, again, Derek Carr might be the eleventh best quarterback. quarterback in football, but it still but probably makes him the matter? worst quarterback in his own division. I, oh, well, what it matters well, like is being this: the are you going to quarterbacks New York City? Great. Like it's ah, uh, still good. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but if you are, yeah, competing he doesn't have to for, be the best quarterback uh, on the field to win. You know that, Nick. No, but that's the problem. Is I think against I think in the divisional games he probably does. I don't think the Raiders are going to beat you 17-13. I don't think they have the personnel to beat you with great defense. And as far as the running game, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs played last night. That's not a great sign if your alleged for you know first yeah. string running back is playing in the Hall of Fame game. So I think their path to victory is going to be throwing the football, and I think they are going to have at best the third most potent passing attack in their own division, and maybe the worst. Now, the other problem for the Raiders is this. Just show, it is Wilds got crap from Dolphins Twitter the other day for saying they might start 0-5. Well, listen, I love the good people of Las Vegas, but can we show the Raiders' schedule? I'm not going to say they're going to start 0-5. Wow. I like Vegas too much. But look at the schedule if we can throw it up there. Is 1-4? Not only is it not out of the question, is it likely... I think one and four could be likely there. Your underdogs three of those five games with road games. The, your two home games are the Cardinals and the Broncos. Those games will be close to pick'ems. They'll probably be Raiders by three and a half or Raiders by four. So I guess not that close to pick'ems when I think about it. 
they'll be slight. They'll be, you know, a little, yeah, three and a half point favorites against the Cardinals, three point favorites against the Broncos, maybe two and a half. Like one and four to that start. And then look at the, the right-hand column, the end of the season. One cupcake game in there, week 15 at home against the Patriots. Aside from that, di- you have five difficult games. And so I just think that schedule, you could have a Raiders team that is better than the one we saw last year and wins eight games. I think that is absolutely in play. God, it's exciting. I love talking football. We're back in it. We're back in it. Things on Zeke's wish list. 10,000 career yards, a Super Bowl ring, and a gold jacket. Is he Hall of Fame goal realist? Is his Hall of Fame goal a realistic one? First things first on a Friday morning. Time to run the no huddle. Head down to Baltimore, where the Ravens are taking an all hands on deck approach to prepare for the upcoming season. All the hands that can help Lamar Jackson, like bringing in his personal quarterback coach, someone he's worked with, someone he feels comfortable with. As Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman said, anything we can do to help our cause. Broussard, you've seen Lamar this offseason. Lamar added 15 pounds of muscle. He's doing all the right things this offseason. Do you expect him to return to MVP form this year? Jenna, I want to say yes, but unfortunately, I'm going to say no. I don't expect him to run the football as effectively as he did three years ago when he was MVP, ran for 1,200 yards. His yards per game, yards per carry, total yards rushing in each of the three or last two seasons has declined. And I don't think as you get older, obviously, put on a little weight, take away a little bit of speed, just a hair. That's enough to make a huge difference. So I don't see him running the ball like he did a few years ago. So will he make up for it in the air, Nick? And I have to say no on that as well. I know his coach is there with him, you know, at at the Ravens training camp. They've been working specifically on throwing outside the numbers. But here's my thing. Who's he throwing to? His his best receiver is Mark Andrews, the tight end. He lost Hollywood Brown. I, I like Rashad Bateman. He was injured a bit last year, so I expect him to have a better season. But they just don't have a great receiving core. All right, and so, and and I've mentioned this before, you know this, Nick, the passing numbers for Lamar, the passer rating, touchdowns, interceptions going the other way, they've all declined over his last two years. His last five games, Nick, before last, he got hurt last year, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. Now, I know he had four against Cleveland, so it's a bit skewed, but still, six and eight. Six and four, if you want to go there. Six and five, it's still not good. So I don't think, I'm not saying he'll have a bad year. I think he will have a good year and the Ravens will be in playoff contention, but I'm not, I don't think he's going to return to MVP form this season. Well, I don't think he will either, but I don't think he has to for them to have a great year. First, let me talk about the Ravens. Wilds, mm. the, the best quarterbacks that have come in the league over the last few years, what do they all have in common with the exception of Lamar? The, the teams not only have given them good wide receivers, have given them great wide receivers. When Patrick Mahomes was drafted, right. they already had Tyreek and Kelsey, obviously. The Cardinals, they go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. We've talked a lot about Josh Allen and them adding Stephon Diggs. But it's not just that. Joe Burrow, 
Hey, how about we draft your buddy Jamar Chase? We know that works. Justin Herbert went to a team that already had the 12th best receiver in football, Keenan Allen, shout out Keenan, and Mike Williams. All the young quarterbacks who have had high levels of success, their teams have gone out and tried to surround them with talent. The Ravens have gone the other way. They're spending less money at the wide receiver position than any team in football. They traded away Hollywood Brown, which by the way, given what they got back for him, I think that is a smart trade, but it obviously does not help Lamar's ability to throw the football this season. Here's why I think it could be a good thing though that he doesn't return to MVP for. I think they need to. The, the Ravens have the ability, and I know this is kind of anathema to the NFL where every game matters so much, where if they have a lead because of their ability to run the football and Lamar's dual threat ability to play a very specific style of football to salt games away. I recommended this last year to them, then he got hurt, the season went to hell. I think they need to be a little more, call it adventurous, in regular season game plans, allowing Lamar to work on some of the things that he is going to have to be able to do, the tight window passes, the throwing outside the numbers that Brew was talking about, to win, to have a successful playoff run, which is the only thing missing from his resume, a deep playoff run. So I don't think he has to be vintage Lamar from a few years ago for this team to show up in the AFC Championship game. I think this team is built to win right now, but I also don't like the fact that they have not supported him with stars at the receiver position when it seems like every other contending team has one. All right, so stay here for a second. How do you see that manifesting? Like if it's third and two, you maybe take a shot down the field. It goes. What What do you want them to do to plan for I the playoffs? Being for the a, I think season? being. It yeah, sounds strange, but I think it actually is, makes a little sense. But third and two is maybe not the exact example I would use. But I think that if over Lamar's career, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, I apologize for that. If in the second half of games where they have a lead, they run the ball 67% of the time, I would like to see that maybe be 57% of the time. I would like to see maybe you have the uh, try to work on some of those quick in-breaking routes as kind of extended handoffs. Try to allow Lamar more time to work on because practice is only going to be as good as practice can be. Those game situations where, hey, if I don't pick up this pass, this first down with my arm, our offense comes off the field. Because I think it's even the biggest Lamar Jackson fans acknowledge there is a hole in his game that is not in the game of any of the other top 10 quarterbacks in football. Now he makes up for it because he has an element to his game that is not there for any of the other top 10 quarterbacks in football. Might be the fastest player in the whole league, but we see come the postseason, that element is minimized and the precision passing is maximized, which is where he's got to work. All right, let's head down to Dallas. Zeke and the Cowboys, 37 days away from the season opener against the Bucks. Zeke's got some work to do. He's just over 7,000 yards right now, 7,386. Said he thinks he'll play long enough to get 10,000. He told The Athletic, quote, obviously that's a goal. Winning a Super Bowl, getting a gold jacket. There's not many guys with gold jackets that didn't rush for 10,000 yards. Nick, back to you. Are these realistic goals for Ezekiel Elliott? All right, getting to 10,000 rushing yards, I'd say he has a better than 50-50 shot. 
winning a Super Bowl, I'd say he's got, I don't know, a 5% shot at some point in his career. Getting in the Hall of Fame, about 1 in 100. Like this is, we want to talk about future Hall of Famers. Wilds had a Salvador Perez highlight earlier. We can talk about him. One of those underrated catchers of his era. But if we're, if you, I mean, listen, uh, Eddie George, not in the Hall of Fame. Jamal Lewis, not in the Hall of Fame. Priest Holmes, not in the Hall of Fame. Our colleague Shady McCoy, is he going to get in? Maybe. He's got 15,000 total yards and 90 touchdowns because he was a good receiver as well. Is Marshawn getting in? I don't know. Zeke's not as good as Marshawn. Zeke looked like a Hall of Famer through three years, Brew, and has looked nothing like a Hall of Famer since then. He would need to essentially double his production for the rest of his career. What he's done up to this point, he would need to do it again. I don't see that happening. I, uh, quickly, I do think Marshawn will get in. Uh, I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. The numbers might not be the best, but man, he has some moments and he, he just in. captured everybody's imagination. Yeah, I think he'll get in. Zeke, you mentioned the other guys that aren't in who put up big numbers. The fact that Zeke does play for the Cowboys and he had such a ballyhooed start to his career would help him if he can have a resurgence. Now, that's a big if him having a resurgence, but it's not impossible. The first five games of last year, he actually looked pretty good. Looked like he had his little bit of his old burst, back-to-back uh, -back 100 yard games. And then the knee began bothering him. It was downhill from there. I'm going to side with you. I won't go one in a hundred, but yeah, I, I don't think he's going to make the Hall of Fame unless there's that burst, which I, I honestly don't see it coming. Um, I think that this year, as the year goes on, I think Tony Pollard is going to begin to get the bulk of the carries because I think Pollard's going to be very good this season. I think Zeke may start strong, uh, but I don't think he'll be able to maintain it. I just haven't seen much for him in the past, from him in the past few years other than maybe a nice start to last season. And so I, I think the Cowboys are going to have to win and they'll go with Pollard as the season goes on more. All right, Broussard, let's get back to our top story. Matt Stafford's got elbow issues. How concerned should the Super Bowl champs actually be? His head coach weighs in, as do we on the other side. First things first. After one of the greatest games in recent memory, MLB returns to the place where dreams come true. Really the magic when the Reds take on the Cubs for one game at the Field of Dreams. Coverage begins Thursday, 6 p.m. on Fox and the Fox Sports app. <clears throat> Cannot wait for that. Stories to start your morning, sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve. And we are talking about the 49ers and their quarterback, Trey Lance. Fresh off an appearance on Chris Broussard's under duress list. How will he do in his first season as a starter? Well, new Niners cornerback, Javarius Ward, who spent the last four seasons in Kansas City, has seen enough in practice, apparently, said Trey is going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Nick, what's Trey's ceiling this season? Well, Jenna, you know, if someone was to try to sum me up as a, you know, television personality in one sentence, they would probably say Nick Wright not prone to hyperbole. I want to, you know, I don't like to get over my skis and I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I'm very high on Trey. We all know that. And there is some precedent for year two quarterbacks, Brew, being, wait, 
Is he already the best player in the league? Take uh, Trey Lance's fellow North Dakota State alum, Carson Wentz, in year two, was going to win MVP until he got hurt. His career then went awry. The very next year, Patrick Mahomes, in year two, did win league MVP after not playing at all his rookie season. The very next year, Lamar Jackson did win MVP after only playing part of the previous season. With that said, I do not think Trey Lance realistically can be NFL MVP this year because I don't think he's going to get off to a red-hot start the way those other guys did. But I do think he can be the MVP of the Super Bowl, Brew, because I think the Niners can make the Super Bowl. Wow. You make the Super Bowl, your quarterback can be the MVP Whoa. of it. So that's the ceiling. The ceiling is the Niners win the Super Bowl and he's MVP. Why not? Their running game is not going to be worse. Their receiving core is not going to be worse. Their offensive line and their defense are not going to be worse. And by the end of the year, they will be better at quarterback than they were at the end of last year when Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing passes across his body with his eyes closed. So, yeah, that's Trey's ceiling. We saw Colin Kaepernick in year two lead the Niners to the Super Bowl. We saw, I, I just went over those quarterbacks there. I didn't even mention Joe Burrow who in year two just led a team to the Super Bowl. Why can't Trey Lance be that? Because he's third pick of the draft? That's fine. Mahomes was 10th. Lamar was 32nd. Cap was a second rounder. So, yeah, his ceiling is Super Bowl MVP. Here's why he can't be that, Nick. Because all the guys you mentioned, save Patrick Mahomes, played their first year. Joe Burrow played. I know he got hurt, but he got out there and played half the season. Lamar, same thing, half the season when he was inserted as a starter and then got a little bit of playoff experience. All right, so I, th this is essentially Trey Lance's rookie season. And I'm with you on the talent, right? I mean, we, we all know why they moved up to get him. He's good with his legs. He's good with his arm. He was at North Dakota State. We'll see how that translates to the NFL. But the talent is there, all right? He, he's enticing. But to think that a guy that has started three games at any level in the last two, three seasons, and one of those games was against Central Arkansas. Yeah, college FBS or the Division I AA. All right, I, to think he's going to lead a team to the Super Bowl, I know it's a great team around him, but I just don't see it. Uh, and as you know, and you like to – you know, ridicule these reports, but there are conflicting reports about how good he has looked in training camp. All right. And there's got to be something there. And when I look at this quote from his QB coach, first year quarterbacks coach in San Francisco, Brian Greasy, who played in the NFL himself. Here's his quote. Looks good. I really, he's asked what he thinks of Trey, what he's seen as the training camp almost hits the two-week mark. I've been really encouraged. Like I said, when we talked the last time, he gives himself a chance because he shows up every day. He's ready to work. He has a humility about him that gives him a chance to learn from his mistakes and grow. I've been really encouraged about his demeanor. That's impressive for a young man his age. That's not natural. I... Nick, I, I'm going to read between the lines because it seems like it's a positive quote. Yeah, you, you, Here's the problem. Yeah, like it does. That. If I ask you about what you see on the field from this guy, I want to hear, you know what? He, I like the way he's starting to read the defenses. He's really starting to pick that up. You know what? He's, he's really accurate underneath. 
on his short pass. I mean, he's right there. And, and he can throw the deep ball as well. You know, we know what he can do with his legs, but he can throw the deep ball as well. I love the way he sees the field, doesn't telegraph oh, his passes. That That's not that. natural for a young guy. I want to see some of that or hear some of that. Well, I don't want to hear about his, look at your you know, how humble he is. I don't want to hear that he's here every day. Really? He well, shows that, up every day well, ready can, to work? That's, that's something special? Yeah. I don't want to hear Listen, that. So I'm just really, wild. it is. That he shows yeah, up let me every defend day. Brian Greasy. Ready to work. Yeah, let me defend Brian Greasy, uh, who's now, you know, quarterback's coach. We obviously knew him as a broadcaster and a quarterback. Brian Greasy knows if you want to know about Trey Lance, the athlete, you got access to YouTube like all the rest of us. I'm going to tell you about Trey Lance, the player, Trey Lance, the teammate, Trey Lance, the leader, like Wilds. I, 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 the, the idea that Brew is going to use a glowing quote from, you know, the always eloquent Brian Greasy as a cudgel to attack Trey Lance, I think is it, is a little unfair and, and a little ridiculous. But I, you listen, Wilds, you, you go ahead. You can break the tie here, my friend. I think Wilds well, sees no. where I mean, I'm going. I'll be somewhere in the middle. No, I, I want to be somewhere in the middle. I, I think it would be great if Trey Lance turned out to be fantastic. I think we're all rooting for him. When you look at the 49ers schedule, though, Nick, are you how many wins do you have them penciled in for? Is this a, a 10-win team? 11 or 12. We got Justin Fields. 11 or 12. Oh, you're going to go 12 wins. Okay. Well, they're so starting 5-1, so that's helpful. Well, they're starting five and one. That left column, the only loss is against okay. the Rams, if that. They tend to play well against the Rams. That middle the column is obviously roll over the Broncos. difficult. The Broncos are not going to be that good. Yeah, I mean, you guys just wait on the Broncos. That's fine. They're the middle last column year and they got very Russell difficult. Wilson. And the far right column. They're going you have to be very the, good. The Dolphins, the Seahawks, Washington, and then we'll see what the Cardinals are by the end of the year. And the, I, the Niners are going to be excellent. And again, I did not say, I want to be very clear here, Wilds, he would carry them to the Super Bowl. But if the Niners have shown us anything, it's that they can carry a quarterback deep into the playoffs. We've seen that by the fact that two of the last three years they've been in the conference championship game or further with a mediocre quarterback that literally no team in the NFL will even trade a seventh-round pick for because they don't want it. That guy got them deep into the playoffs, Wilds. So this guy, who by the end of the year is going to be a dynamic dual threat, absolutely could by the end of the season be a force to be reckoned with come the playoffs. I don't know. That's not a if, – if, I guess my point would be this, Wilds. If you, if you don't think the ceiling that on a team this good, he is excellent, then I think you're saying they blew the pick. If his ceiling isn't no. similar to the other blue chipper quarterbacks of the last half decade, then they blew the pick. What am I missing, Watts? No, that's just, possible. Hold no, on, Nick. You're saying you act Lamar like that's won not MVP. Possible. Do we? I mean, the the league is littered with top picks at quarterback who are, didn't pan out. Sam Darnold. I mean, so far Baker Mayfield. Yeah. They blew that you know, pick. We could go on and blew on, so pick. it's possible. I don't know that they blew it. I don't know that the Niners blew it, but it's certainly possible. And here, what I think the yeah. ceiling is, to answer Jenna's question, I think the ceiling is statistically he's average this year, which isn't bad for your first year as a quarterback. 
Last year in Trevor Lawrence's first year, 12 touchdowns, 17 picks. I don't see that for Trey Lance. So average statistically, and they get to the playoffs and lose. That I think that's the ceiling. That's the expectation. That's a good right. ceiling is Super Bowl MVP. Y'all talking about basements. Basements is Darnold. I mean, this is an architecture Basement. discussion. We need to we need to explain it's this further semantics. to the audience. But it's unfortunately, the show's over. Discussion. Undisputed right now. Have a great weekend. <laughs> See you next week.